0: hello everybody and welcome back to the chaos and shadow interview segment special my name is kyle and i'm joined here by my co-host pagan how are you i'm doing great how are you i am good and today we are i guess formally introducing our friends in the podcast feed to our friend brian who runs ghostquest.net brian welcome aboard hey thank you guys for having me you are welcome. Thank you for joining us. A little bit of background. So, Brian, again, like I said, he runs ghostquest.net, but, which is, a, by the way, a massive ghost database. We're going to touch all on that. It's super awesome. But he is actually joining us on the talk show that we've started up, too. So, if you guys haven't tuned in, yeah. Tuesdays, Brian is co hosting with me. So, we're doing about three hours of uh, what? Just paranormal chatter and news yeah. reviews, all kinds of stuff. Yep, we're
1: going over like some of the headlines, the interesting, strange headlines from the upcoming week. And then uh, usually that, well, last time it led us down a pretty interesting rabbit hole or two. So uh, yeah, definitely join us on Tuesdays. Uh, And I think Pagan will be joining us uh, from time to time as well. Yes.
2: Yes. I will be when, when life allows me to, my Tuesdays get a little crazy with writing up Tara Tuesdays and uh, homeschooling my kids and all that fun stuff. So, but I will be there as often as I can be.
0: Heck yeah. yeah.
2: I'm very Understand blessed. It.
0: I've got two great co-hosts joining me today. I'm not even sure what the terminology no. is because we're interviewing Brian, but he's already a co-host. So it's kinda kinda Yeah, we
1: kinda of <laughs> planned this podcast interview before we started talking about doing the Tuesday show. So it is... I guess you're treating me twice. <laughs>
2: Honestly, I believe that this came up the interview came about before the Tuesday yeah. show was even in existence. Yep. Like it, we didn't even know it was a concept that we were rolling
0: around. Yeah, we were going right. to interview Brian it on happened. what, October 30th, 31st or something yeah. like that. Like we're going to do oh, Halloween right. one. So we, we've just continued to change it. I, I guess since you were all here in one room, obviously we're going to pass the the, the the torch here to Brian so he can go all out on his stuff. But uh, while I have you all here, I guess I will say that, yeah, we've been kicking Total ass on that that morning show. It has been so much fun. So Brian yeah. on Tuesdays. Uh we start at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Brian's there. Like I said, we're covering um news articles and stuff, but we want to go way more traditional talk show with it too. Do some like game showy sort of stuff, kinda kind of yeah. keep people engaged, trivia style. Um Pagans yeah, on for... Oh, I'm so sorry, I cut you off. Say again. Oh, I said spooky trivia. Exactly. Who knows? Pagan's joining us on Wednesday, hosting those uh, workshop Wednesdays, because just today we did the uh, tarot workshop. Last week was candle magic and sigils before that. Um, Thursdays, we worked in this chaos and shadow podcast into the rotation and Fridays we're screening some shows and doing some other interviews and stuff over there. So very, very exciting. And like I said, I'm blessed to have you two as my, my amazing co-host to help, help hold down the fort and everything. You guys are so yeah, knowledgeable. Awesome to be here. It's great to be here. And uh, yeah, I definitely I checked out
1: some of the workshops that sigil workshop that you guys did a couple of weeks ago was awesome. I learned a ton Uh, as somebody who's been a practicing pagan and uh, practicing witchcraft for almost a decade. I I had I had no idea. Uh, So definitely check check out the other shows and um, yeah, you'll learn something.
0: Well, let's now shine the light on you because that might also be something um, that I, we could bring up as well, too, if you're open to It's discussing a little bit about your yeah. practicing paganism. Um, but be- sure. before we get to that, let, let's talk about the, the kind of the big thing that introduced us. We met over Twitter, mm-hmm. and I think the three yeah. of us kind of clicked just – as social media friends at first, because I think, I think we saw we were all busting our butts, working really hard on stuff. And we're also like genuine Mm -hmm. and open to talking on top of that. You know, it just felt like a genuine, Hey, I like what you're doing and I support it.
1: Yeah. Good vibes. And it's like, um, you know, I can tell you guys are, are good. You're going to be good people to work with. Uh, I'm usually really hesitant. I've gotten involved with a few other groups uh, in the past and it just didn't turn out that great. So, uh, thank you guys for having me along. And it's just, it's awesome that we made that connection. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to working, uh, more with you guys. Cause, uh, on my website, that's one of the things I lack is kind of the connection, you know, the video, uh, connection you guys have with your audience. Whereas mostly what I do is writing and research. So it's
0: a good, it, it, we, we balance each other out. I think, I think Absolutely. so too. <laughs> do you want to also tell us a little bit, because I want to say you mentioned before that this website was mm. more of a database to you when you kicked it off. Is that yeah. right? And do you still consider it that yeah. or is it like breaking out yeah, and beyond?
1: Mm. Um. Okay, so yeah, let me go over that a little bit. So my website is called ghostquest.net. And um, you can go there, and I have an interactive map where you can click on your state, and I have a database on each state of allegedly haunted locations, and um, I have one page for each state. Most of them uh, are, I have the history, and I have the alleged paranormal activity that happens there. Um, I also give street addresses and GPS coordinates, because some of the places are really hard to find um but then again uh you know i've been doing this for almost 5 years now and some of my pages are still just a bulleted list like uh Kyle i know you were looking at the Pennsylvania page the other day and it's it's just a bulleted list but even if i can't provide you with the history and the information um you can at least use it to find some places near you uh and learn about some history in your area which is kind of how i got into all this i love reading about Uh, some of the places where I grew up in New Hampshire, uh, and just learning, it's like, you know, you see these places every day and you never know. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and to answer your question, uh, yeah, I've started branching out over the last year or two, uh, and I'm doing a blog, uh, to go along with my website. I started a Reddit page for, uh, people to, uh, share their own videos, uh, ask questions, tell their own ghost stories, you know, discuss paranormal theories. Um, I've also done a YouTube series and I'm starting to turn all my sites into a book series as well. So I just published uh, my very first book uh, back in June called The Folklore and Haunted Locations Guide New York. And uh, later this month, I'll be publishing my second one, which is The Folklore and Haunted Locations Guide Massachusetts. Uh, which you can find on Amazon. It's actually uh, my New York book is free uh, with Kindle unlimited. So if you have that, go check it out. Um, yeah, it's just a, a a lot of awesome stuff I'm trying
0: to do here. Honestly, perfect timing too to plug uh, Massachusetts because you know we're we're in the middle of the Massachusetts <laughs> well, yeah, series in Chaos and Shadow, right? So yeah. if anyone That's out there right. is listening to this all in order, you know uh if you get mm. more of your Massachusetts fix, head over to GhostQuest.net because Brian's got you. Uh. Spooky
1: Massachusetts week. Yeah. I, uh, in my book, I write about the Salem witch trials. Uh, the Lizzie Borden house is in Massachusetts. Um, forgot a few that was other... yeah. Um, yeah. And there's also a lot of, uh, historical locations like in Lexington and Concord from the, uh, revolutionary war, you know, um, some of the, uh, first fights, uh, of the uh, revolutionary war happened in Massachusetts Um, The Boston Massacre uh, site is said to be haunted. Uh, The Tremont Street uh, subway station, uh, there was like a gas explosion when it was being constructed. And if you're a Bostoner, you'll be like, oh, wow, I know all these places, and you will. And it's just like, it's so cool. And um, yeah, I cover other stuff too, like uh, these guys, uh, Kyle and Pagan, uh, last week maybe had the Bridgewater Triangle Mm -hmm. episode. which I write about in my book um there's a lot of native american folklore just all kinds of really cool stuff Massachusetts is a very historic state and uh the ghost stories there are they really reflect that history and it's it's very interesting
0: it really really is
1: we're 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 getting yeah, into
0: yeah we're getting into Salem now <laughs> i mean it's getting strange i i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. the bridgewater triangle so massachusetts you're a good adventure i gotta say that for sure
2: definitely a good adventure you know and as we we always find when we go through every state there's a lot more cases than we have time to touch on that's why no state is ever a closed case for us because We will always come back to it because there's always more things. And it's so nice that we have friends like you that have found so many of these locations that we can go, huh, I didn't know that was there. That sounds interesting. We should look into this. And it kind of gives us a great starting point, which is really nice. Exactly. Kind of how that. our friendship was born.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, because I think you guys actually uh, posted something about an. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Lake Champlain episode. You guys were talking about that on Twitter. And uh, mm-hmm. myself being a native Vermont person, uh, Lake Champlain and uh, the uh, Champy is our like unofficial state mascot among us weirdos. Um, so I knew all about that. And, uh, I was able to, I mean, my site, um, like you said, it's a good starting point. Um, Mm -hmm. and eventually I'd like to do, so I don't know, uh, for those of you who have gone to my site, you'll see the list it's alphabetical by city and state and all that. But, uh, eventually, and I have this for a few locations, Uh, I'm going to have it so that you can click on each location and it'll bring you to like a Wikipedia esque page with like tons of stuff to read. Um, So like right now I'm just trying to get something on the page uh, and in, I've done that for a lot of States, but uh, honestly, I've written about over 5,000 locations so far and I have probably at least 10,000 more to go. Um, And it's, yeah, it's enormous so it's like I don't want fo- to <laughs> Yeah, and it's like I don't want to hyper focus on one location and leave all these other ones blank. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm really just trying to establish the foundations here, which I'm I'm definitely having a good start and um and a lot of people have told me that they'll use my website and uh they'll have found a place Or they'll make a YouTube video about them going to a place and they'll show me the video. And and it's always really cool to me because for the first year or two, I was literally just making all the infrastructure and it felt like, you know, nobody even noticed. So it's just really cool to have people come back with that kind of feedback.
0: Oh, yeah. And I would ask, Brian, you you've kind of talked about this before, but how... How long does it take you to do some of this research? You were giving some (laughs) figures on this on stream the other day. So these listeners may not have any reference, but it sounded like a heck of a workload.
1: It is usually for a fairly simple location where the history is all laid out for me. uh, And I only have to reference a couple of pages. And then I have to reference a couple of more pages to find out the ghosty stuff. Um, even a relatively short, uh, uh, you know, place that I write about where I'll just write a couple of paragraphs. Uh, it'll take me several hours to compile the information, discard all the irrelevant stuff and, uh, kind of form it into something that's relevant. And that includes, you know, all the information that you're, you know, to get you started. Um, but for some of the more complex ones where the history is either obscure or there's a uh, debate on, you know, like the Lizzie Borden case, for example, uh, there's a lot of different theories about what happened um, with that case. Like, why did she do it? Did she not? Why did she get away with it? All this stuff. And I like to try and include a lot of that information. So for something like that, I mean, uh, let me just say three, 8, 9, 10, 12, 13. Uh, right now I have 14 tabs open in Google Chrome. One of them is Facebook. One of them is Twitter. And the rest are uh, pages that I have open for the current location that I'm researching, which is the old Stimson Hospital in Eaton Rapids, Michigan. So um, this place has a lot of history, for example. So I have about 9 or 10 tabs open in my browser And honestly, I'll probably get through these and find that it doesn't give me quite all the details that I'm looking for. Like, I like to find death certificates, birth certificates, stuff like that. And if it's uh, a heavily urban legend-esque type of story, then it requires a lot more digging. Um, So I have a feeling this is going to be one of those (laughs) places, but it can range anywhere from being two to three hours uh, to all day, um, depending on how long I'm able to focus on it and how much research has to go into it. So it can definitely be a big task.
0: We have come to very much appreciate that. (laughs) <laughs> that, that work <laughs> continue Peggy. i'm sorry uh
2: that's quite all right uh i was gonna say have you looked into ancestry.com for your birth certificates death certificates and all that we found that to be um, extremely helpful and we want them as a sponsor oh. <laughs> right <laughs>
1: <laughs> hear that ancestry.com let's go Ancestry.com uh,
2: <laughs> powers the paranormal
1: <laughs> yeah like right. it's true I, a lot of uh yeah a lot of Uh, genealogy is that what it's called Um, is like, it's really important because Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, it definitely is. But uh, to answer your question, no, I actually haven't. Uh, Is that something that you can just pull up for free or is, do you need like a subscription?
2: (sighs) You need a subscription and it's a little pricey. It's not great. Um, But the the interesting thing is um, with Mm. ancestry, you get Mm. a wealth of information in one right. place. So yes. um, unless you're going to go to the locations okay. and you're going to actually be able to look through the courthouses and actually look at the records yourselves. Oh, that's the only way that it would be different. Okay. And that, that to me is a much more mm-hmm. difficult task than, and having ancestry do it for us.
1: Wow. That's something I'm going to have to look into. Yeah. I've never tried that. The resources that I use a lot are uh, findagrave.com uh, and then there's one, uh, people legacy, uh, which is like, uh, birth records, death records, uh, photographs of people's tombstones, stuff like that.
2: Um, that's really interesting when we were, when we did our digging on those, those were two of the websites that we, um, yeah. had some great. kind of issues with, um, oh. cause they weren't matching our information that we already had. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, people legacy uh people legacy and find a grave or two that we did look at but i'm not saying that that's the case for all of them it's just the guy that we were trying to find right. had a very life about everything he lied
0: <laughs> on every piece of document that he oh, looked at this um, was the one bennington i brought up to you the other day yeah, <laughs> yeah. tetford He's from the bennington guy. triangle Yep. oh
1: geez but yeah okay so so yeah that's understandable um one thing I do on Find a Grave is, like, once you search for it, a lot of the graves do have pictures on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will say, like, their year of death. But, man, now that you tell me that, I'm going to have to look at every picture from going forward to make sure I'm right.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it, it really comes down to... I guess I, I, this goes back to what I said. We have a lot of respect for what you're doing because we've talked about this okay. time and time again that when you really start looking into this history, uh, e- even yeah. the stuff that we're not far removed from, you can see how quickly mm. misinformation spreads. Yeah, Because we, like, again, that guy had a birth certificate, a World <laughs> War II draft, uh, you know, right. thing, form, and a mm-hmm. marriage certificate, and he... Obviously, he wasn't the one who made his birth certificate, unless he went back and <laughs> doctored yeah. it or something. But I mean, I really? I do believe that he lied on his marriage and draft for his own reasons. Now, right. it, it does it does bring up that question of like how much research is is mm-hmm. reasonable per case? Because you and I right. talked live on air and said mm-hmm. you get people that will spend upwards of twenty five years of their life on one mm-hmm. specific niche.
1: Yeah. That's that's true. So I'll be I, that guy.
0: <laughs> I guess I mean it's it's one of those things where I guess as a as a database you do a heck of an amazing job getting people <laughs> as much information as possible because and I'm but, not saying I, Do not take this in any way to say that your information is not accurate off of what that conversation. I would say you've taken the most accurate information that is reasonable and legal, legally accepted information and put it there. Now, if that person Mm -hmm. in their life lied on those forms, I mean, that is interesting history, but you're going to need someone that just does that like they would just need to be. Because you, yeah. my man, are doing a country. <laughs> you can't invest yeah. in every little nuance. It's unreasonable.
1: Well- someday hopefully once i have the foundations laid i that's the kind of stuff i'd like to go into Yeah, because like on my yeah like on the when i make each location into a wiki page like for example uh waverly hills sanatorium i turned into its own wiki page because it's a really famous and b there's so much history to cover and there's like different stuff because it was a tuberculosis hospital Mm -hmm. and then i believe it was a uh an asylum for mental patients Uh and they also housed mentally ill tuberculosis patients. So lots of stuff going on there. Um, but you know, in my wiki esque pages, um, I do want to have as much information as possible and go into where there are discrepancies. Like, you know, some people say this, but some people say that. Yeah. Like in my Waverly Hills, uh, one, if you go, uh, if you scroll down, I have like, a, a several paragraphs dedicated to each room within the uh, sanatorium, because for example, room 502 uh, one nurse allegedly committed suicide there. Uh, a homeless man was found murdered there. And then there's some discrepancy because people say that a second nurse committed suicide there for a different reason, but there's like no, uh, no records of it. And so I kind of go over that a little bit and I'm like could these two stories actually be the same story but like you said Kyle it's like sometimes information just becomes uh it's like a game of telephone uh especially with these urban legends that are like embellished people might think they're totally different stories because although they're in the similar spot the stories have mutated uh informed their own kind of thing so it's like i really really want to go into that kind of detail but if i did i'd have only written about like 50 places at this point because there's just sure. so much
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> and hey, it's it's, a noble model you could build out a team to do that research if you're you building this up. sorry i had no intention yeah, to cut you, you off but books. <laughs> heck yeah get those books everybody it's a goal. Uh, I
1: really would like to become as involved in the paranormal as I can. And uh, was it, I can't remember if it was you that I was talking about Kyle, but someday like it sucks to see. Yeah. Cause we were talking about parent tourism on mm-hmm. Tuesday's talk show. And I was saying like, it just sucks to see these places that were once so historical, they'll be torn. They'll be abandoned for 50 years and then they'll, they'll get torn down. Uh and it's like we're losing that history. And it's like if I could buy every one of those places like and turn it into an Airbnb or something, like find a way to keep these places going and keep them alive, I totally would. And uh it's the same with you know the my website, you know, if I ever have it in my budget to branch out and do more, you you can bet I will.
2: <laughs> Heck
0: yeah. I honestly didn't know that you had this uh Waverly Hill Sanatorium. A Deep Dive. Yeah. I have it up here on the screen right now. This is great. Nice. This is Yeah, awesome. you're
1: great at digging for that information. Uh, I'm very impressed, Kyle, with your skills of finding <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Honestly, you're probably better at it than me. <laughs>
0: oh, my goodness. Well, I, I, I would know. say that
2: we've all had no, those don't. kind of interesting things. Kyle's very good at pulling up interesting websites, <laughs> and I'm very good about finding out about people and their birth certificates.
0: Yeah. Indeed.
1: Right. but uh yeah so you can see like if you scroll down i include like the history the paranormal activity uh like i have an entire section i believe written about the kitchen of waverly hills and uh you know the hauntings that appear there and um at the bottom i try and link to other resources like um at the time i made this i wasn't including youtube videos like embedding them because uh when i was first working on my website it wasn't i hadn't got all my skills in my you know all my tools together in my tool bag but uh i also i have links to like uh waverly hills for example is featured in several episodes of like ghost hunters ghost adventures like america's most haunted blah 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 so i even go as far as to say like where you can learn more you can uh, and i I list like what episode and season and year those came out. Um, So I really want to have once I get really into it, I want to have it be an all inclusive um, because, you know, like Pagan said, it's like it is a good starting point. I do include the information, but I don't write a 10 page report about each one. Initially, it's more like an abstract kind of telling you in general what's going on.
2: Yeah, it gives you the opportunity for um, people to go and start doing their own research and kind of yeah. points them into direction to actually look and formulate their own opinions of the place, which is yes. honestly, I think that, that in the paranormal field, that's what we're all trying to do is get everybody to just look at something yep. and formulate a, an opinion about it. Right. That's
1: for me personally. You'll always get people that kind of want to convince you one way or another, Um but yeah, that's what I try and do—is kind of leave it open-ended. Um, the historical stuff I try and nail it down as you know tight as I can. Uh, in the you know, sometimes there's exceptions like that guy with three birth certificates. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I get the history down, and then when it comes to the paranormal phenomena, I always use words like allegedly and people claim because. In that way, I haven't lied to you because people are saying those things. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that I believe it or that you should or that it's true? No. Um, and like a lot of people will get really kind of aggressive with me and they'll be like, this is stupid. And people who believe this are stupid or, or like, this isn't true. And I'll be like, nothing I said was untrue technically, because I'm just telling you what other people said. And if you Google search it, you can read exactly the types of reports that I included. It's Mm -hmm. not hard. (laughs) <laughs> uh which is why i'm able to do it so well because <laughs> if it were hard i wouldn't be just
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh, it's a good it's a good rebuttal for people that are that are saying that and that's that is something you right. definitely i uh, you you mentioned um a lot of people try to use you to validate mm. their ghost stories you want to talk maybe a little bit about yeah. that too because you get some sure. i guess email submissions maybe yeah.
1: Um, yeah, a lot of it's on Twitter. I do get, um, like there's some submissions. Like if you go to my website, there's a contact form and people do occasionally contact me through there. Um, but usually what I'll get is people just come at me that I've never talked to before. And they'll just be like, look at this picture. And, um, you know, uh, I personally am very skeptic uh i like to explain it to people as to get in the mind frame of a paranormal investigator you have to be both incredibly skeptical and incredibly open-minded at the exact same time and it's Mm -hmm. weird because you have to you have to be excuse me open enough to think that ghosts are real but you have to be skeptical enough to say okay every time i feel a chill every time it gets a little cooler in the room it's not a ghost. It could be, but it's probably not. And so like people will send me their pictures and, uh, there's a lot of conflicting opinion, but most professionals or people who, uh, I view as having credibility in the paranormal field will laugh you off the internet for sending them an orb picture. And, um, I try and be more open-minded cause I have seen some strange orb pictures, but, um, pretty much this i tell everyone the same thing first off it's an interesting picture because it is and second i don't know uh, i i couldn't tell you if it's paranormal there's just too many factors and um people often they'll they'll look to validate what they already believe they go into it not with a critical mindset or an open-minded well they will but it'll be one or the other not both so you'll have people that just they don't believe in ghosts so everything you say is crap and then you'll have people who they want to believe so badly that they'll they'll do anything to try and get you to validate them and um I try and fall somewhere in the middle uh, because I like to try and be fair to the person because it's like if it were me and I was actually kind of a little freaked out, saw a ghost for the first time maybe, and I sent this picture to somebody, I wouldn't want them to laugh at me and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie to them. And uh, I try not to sugarcoat it too much because then they just don't leave me alone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or
1: someone's going to be a little harsher
0: <laughs> and tell them, yeah, right. the full, full what you're what you were thinking the first time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah.
0: I it's it's very you bring up a great point because it's it's very hard to tell. Um, you know, we we were actually all three of us just before this talking about uh, discord mm-hmm. and some. We get a lot of stories from people that that do read it as outlandish, yeah. and and how to deal with that is <laughs> is tricky because. There's genuinely, I think, between the three of us, a very openness to hear um, and connect with people genuinely. And yeah. I, I think we all go into it wanting to believe this stuff. But like you said, Brian, also having that very mm. hard analytical edge to say, hey, just because yeah. a branch moves in the wind does not mean that, you know, a, a supernatural storm is coming. It can just be the breeze right. like it's. Yeah. So and and, and mm-hmm. we've seen these stories of especially younger kids telling very yeah i would almost call them tall tales because they're steeped in overly stereotypical uh, things yeah. from movies and it's very hard to say because right. you don't want to tell a younger person a, a teenager who may be having a really rough time irl um you don't want to be yeah. like raining on their parade crushing their their hopes for things um right. but I'm i think you're doing hearts. yeah I, th- I think we're yeah. all three of us trying to find a way to balance and i think you're doing a great job of it there of mm. being like hey this yeah, is what my knowledge do. is
1: Right. Yeah. And it's like, I try not to tell people, look, what I say is true. Like, or, you know, I try not to say to people, this isn't a ghost. I can tell you a hundred percent it's not because I can't tell them that it Mm -hmm. truthfully. I couldn't, um, because there's always that chance, no matter how fake something looks, it could have actually been real. And no matter how real something looks, It could have been fake because, like, uh, for example, that Reface app, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. Super realistic. And honestly, uh, I'm waiting for somebody to use that to impersonate, you know, a public figure and have them say something they didn't say and everyone believes it or, like... But, you know, the technology is there where it's not hard to fake ghost pictures and uh, even videos. They have like apps on your phone, I think, where they can like make a ghosty figure appear and it looks. Yeah, that was on TikTok,
0: wasn't
2: it?
1: Maybe um,
0: a lot of it with all that augmented reality our phones are capable yeah. of. Like it's Brian, yeah. what Brian just said. You're right. That I, I remember the big deep fakes like fear people had. I want to say that dates back like four or five years, but people yeah, were saying the, the same things. That's what they're like. That's what what it the? was? It was porn stars yeah. at the time. Oh no, I'm sorry. They were they were. Um, it started like got really popular in the news with taking ce- female celebrities. And putting them onto yeah. porn stars, that made it go to, like, a legal court. Oh, but then people were like, oh, oh my geez. gosh, all we need is, you know, our president to yeah. be deep faked into announcing a war. Yeah. And and we're talking oh, legit. God. I mean, we're talking 100%. Oh, you can't really tell the difference. You'd have to be very yeah.
1: mm, I mean, our scary. military can- Tell the difference, but if not,
0: be like (laughs) yeah. You know what? I don't know, Brian. We live in a weird world, man. Take that back. That's (laughs) that's way too much credit. (laughs) Some one of our presidents, not
1: yeah, one (laughs) of our presidents, not to name any names. They might declare war on Twitter. Who knows?
0: Oh Um, yeah, after TikTok, Yeah, 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 yeah. They're doing the whole roundabout there.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: They're not leaving anyone um, unturned. Sorry, for politics. But I'm
1: no, that's okay. But I'm picturing like if that did happen, like a War of the Worlds type scenario unfolding, where like you know the world, the War of the Worlds broadcast, ev- people thought we were being invaded by aliens, and they f- they lost their minds. I bet I could see that happening. You know, like people on Twitter, word gets around really fast, so I could definitely see it freaking people out.
0: Yep. you know and it's a good question what happens the opposite way too like do people get Mm -hmm. desensitized to this at some point like that could be scary as well
1: i think so yeah i think that's true as well or people might stop believing actual things and just be like nah that was face face apt or whatever refaced
2: i mean it's very possible we live in a very interesting world nowadays where yeah there, there's so much that we could say, Oh no, that's fake. Or that's real. Or that's fake. Or that's real. Mm. It, it just goes back and forth. I mean, a, mm. and even then we say the same thing about, you know, stuff that we're just like, yeah, that's definitely a real photo. And then you'll still have people go, nah, this is <laughs> not a real photo. That's a dude in a monkey suit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've probably
1: been that guy before, honestly. dude The dude, uh, in, the but the dude in the
2: monkey
0: suit? <laughs> both.
1: both. Probably. That's I mean, definitely both.
2: Yeah. i love how kyle and i
0: both went there <laughs> that's <laughs> brian in the woods what are you talking about oh,
1: okay. every sasquatch uh actually correction every skunk ape sighting is most likely me
0: oh my okay goodness i have to
1: be the smelly sasquatch i can't
0: just be regular sasquatch that's hilarious duly okay. really <laughs> noted and when we get to what is it florida is it i think he's down florida. there. Yeah.
2: florida's got some wild yeah. stuff i can't wait to
0: Florida's just got so, a Florida okay. man in general, so you know it's going to be crazy. <laughs> <Florida. 'cause>, uh, <laughs> okay. We don't need any, they don't need any more paranormal down there in Florida. We love our Florida listeners. Right. Thank you. Thank you for being yeah, here. Yeah,
1: all of the all of the weird stuff in Florida is just Florida man doing <laughs> it again. <laughs> oh, there's no actual ghost there. It's just there's Florida. There's no man. actual
2: ghost in Florida. Oh, oh
1: man. <laughs> well, I mean I wouldn't stick I around.
2: mean, except for, you know, what is it? <laughs> the, the, the Ghost Adventures crew just did the case on uh oh the the, the tiger dude. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. Ah. Uh, yeah, tiger cage. Joe man. Exotic? Yes. Joe yeah, t- Exotic, is that a <laughs> thing? Yeah. So, I, you know, except for the ghosts that are there apparently. So,
1: right. Well, <laughs> I lived in Florida for a while. It's hot and miserable there. And uh if I were a ghost, I would leave. Well, oh. no, you have <laughs> I, mean, unless, I live there. On.
2: Unless you like the, the hot and miserable. Mm, no, not really. Oh. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that if you're a ghost that might have liked the hot and oh, miserable. Some some well, people love the hot down there. I don't.
1: Possibly. Uh, I guess as you get older, you, your body temperature drops. So, like, maybe that's why all the old people go there.
0: Maybe that is it. I I guess that I makes hope sense. I'm not offending anyone. Here. Probably <laughs> someone out there, but you know, we sincerely don't mean it. But if you did move to Florida yeah, because I'm of your age, it. feel free to write to the show. And also, my grandfather mm-hmm. tried to do that too. So it's not like you know, it's not a thing. But no, uh, yeah, Florida because represents- Florida's right beautiful, now.
2: and that's another reason to visit Florida. Florida's beautiful. It is the beaches there. Yeah, Sorry, Florian. Yeah. And <laughs> Disney World. Yes, you have Disney World as well. That's World. Another Disney really cool World movie. is supposed
1: to be haunted.
2: Uh, that I could totally buy. I could totally buy that Disney World to be haunted. I mean, oh, if I was going to go I was going to, you know, go spend my eternity haunting somewhere, uh-huh. it would be Disney uh-huh. World because Disney World makes me yeah. happy. So, there you go. I mean, I there guess. you go. I totally get why it's haunted.
1: That's literally most of the stories that I read about about Disney World ghosts is that uh, people uh, kind of a morbid fact, but it's, you know, people say it's the happiest place on Earth or whatever, and they'll take the ashes of their family member (laughs) And they'll go on that person's favorite ride, and they'll oh. sprinkle the ashes. Oh. Yeah, there's actually been reports of like people getting caught trying to do that, and they have to shut the whole ride down and get a, a crew in to clean it and disinfect they have to
2: it. To a hazmat crew, yeah. gross. Uh-huh.
1: Oh yeah, not only that, um, like
2: teeth and stuff don't break down when you do that, yeah. and like it ends up in the ashes. Ew, gross. Yeah, yes, somebody's femur do that. That's gross. Be,
1: yeah, it's it's weird to think about honestly it's a little you know you could be walking in somebody's you know dead grandfather's (laughs) ashes.
0: it's just weird um
2: i don't mind uh, walking in it i don't want to
0: fall on me sorry yeah i don't want it to fall that's my interjection i can walk on grandpa i was putting some serious thought to this i'm like i can walk over grandpa but i don't i don't want him like all over me Ugh
2: yeah, yeah like, like you know like, imagine like, you're, walking through the park eating a churro or something uh, and then you know i was like, just
1: yeah. gonna say that you go to lick an ice cream cone <laughs> and you get a little bit of dirt <laughs> on your tongue but nope it's grandpa <laughs> uh,
0: okay <laughs> that's, that's, i'm not well i wasn't one for amusement parks before this now we have COVID <laughs> out there bringing in you know all the can't i don't want to do it anyway yeah. and now I should have actually been afraid of being sprayed by dead people the whole time.
1: Right, I know the things you just aren't even prepared for anymore. Oh my
0: god, y'all! What I would do if that happened at the park? I don't, I don't really know what my reaction would be in the moment. I would probably take a bath of Purell. Yeah, do you
1: like drink water? Because then you'd be swallowing it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's hilariously morbid ah that's (laughs) do you spit them out like
2: after you swallow the
1: ashes does like does grandpa haunt you
2: no. in, in disney world like does, is that, does how grandpa does it possess you that's the question true sorry right. y'all we went down a totally morbid rabbit hole i
0: apologize this is a much less serious interview but brian is here on the I network the so you can you can harass him with these all the time that's why he's here yeah come on I tuesdays and happen. you can
2: ask him if grandpa's haunting you because Ashes in your house. Don't please. Um, PSA:
0: Do not eat no. your grant your ashes of anyone yeah, at don't. all. No, just don't. Yeah, that's like a thing I saw a TV no. show about. Oh
2: no, no, okay. no, no! <laughs> Changing the subject. Um, no
1: speaking of haunted stuff, so I went on my first paranormal investigation recently. Yes, tell
2: us about that.
1: Well, uh real quick, uh so it was the haunted. uh wilson castle in proctor Mm -hmm. vermont and uh i brought home a souvenir from the castle and it's a uh haunted brick well maybe not a haunted brick but it is a brick from a haunted castle and they sold it now no no Um, i haven't noticed anything weird that was like a month and a half ish ago um but it was five dollars and it contributed to the restoration of the castle that they're working on and uh and I have it. I'll, I'll send you guys a picture of it later. But it's uh, it's so cool to just hold it. Like, it has an energy. Hopefully that's no grandpa cool. energy, but, you know.
0: That's actually a I'm- really great way to do that <laughs> funding, though. That's to sell off some of the older bricks yeah. and stuff from it.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. So the uh, the Wilson Castle in Proctor, Vermont, I got to stay overnight there and do, I'd never been on a paranormal investigation before. And uh, one of my friends that I met on Twitter invited me and my girlfriend to go. And um, it was this late 1800s. It was built in the Gilded Age, which is like very rich uh, people. And there were actually 13 additional buildings where they would have the servants live like uh, they'd have stable keepers and all kinds of stuff um but the bricks of the castle are even older than that they were actually shipped over from england uh from another i want to say maybe another castle that was even older so it's like just a a lot of weird history to it and i got one of those bricks so that's
2: pretty wild
1: I know I couldn't not have it at first. I was like, I'll think about it. They, they told us, you know, the first day we were there and then we were getting ready to go home the next morning. And I was like, I have to take a piece with me. Like I, it was just such a crazy experience. They, they let us, uh, they gave us a tour of the castle Mm -hmm. and then, uh, around seven o'clock that night, um, everyone left and they're just like, have fun. And, uh, we got to stay overnight and, uh, I got to see how everyone did their paranormal investigation, um, like all the equipment they used and stuff like that. And then we stayed up all night. Um, and the next morning I was like, okay, I definitely need to have this brick cause it's, it's a nice souvenir. And I had such a good time. That's pretty awesome. Actually. Yeah, it was actually, uh, Kyle, I know you saw my blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you the last two pictures and you zoom in you see me holding the brick
0: oh yeah you want to tell people where they could find that if you on, on the website it's, sure. on the, it's pretty close to the top of the blog right yes uh yeah so if you go to ghostquest.net
1: and you either click on the blog or go to ghostquest.net slash blog um, and you scroll down two or three or four entries. Um, I have a, a personal blog that I wrote about the experience and I have pictures. Um, the castle was huge and it was made from this beautiful stained wood. Um, there 33 rooms and, um, it ha- It's just full of historic artifacts that were owned by the family. Um, like they own a suit of armor from like the 14 or 1500s. Like complete yeah. with like yeah, like a real halberd. Um, yeah. They have like memorabilia from like the owner of the house was in World War II, um, and they have uh, like the f- so the the main owner of the house uh, served in the uh army signal corps during world war ii like basically was some of the first radio people in uh that we you know radio communications became a thing because of you know it was invented by the military and this guy uh was said to be one of the the founders or the fathers of wireless technology and we still like use some of the i think am or fm radio uh was something that he contributed like he built one of the first radio stations in america and stuff like that and it was really cool um but he did a lot of work uh for people like uh the the family was gifted a tea set by the queen uh by queen mary of england um in the early 19 19- that was given to her in 1912 by like uh, a princess from Uh, some country like, uh, might've been some country that begins with P Ah, I wish I could remember. Um, but it's just, there's so much interesting stuff. And like, they have a chair that was gifted to them by the Pope, uh, Pope Pius, uh, that a chair that was sat in by the Pope in the Vatican. Um, tons of history there. Like you can take a tour, it's $15 and like, they'll, they'll let you just go and hang out. Um, not overnight, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, they'll let you. And it's all still owned by the original family, so you can ask them anything. They grew up in that castle. They they know it very well, and uh, it was just so cool. And uh, if you're in Vermont or the New England area, definitely go check it out. It's uh, New England has a lot of cool, weird, spooky history and a lot of spooky energy here in New England, too. I, I live in Vermont, so
0: i i i just that's can't great. i can't rave enough about the uh the article you did too because you worked in a lot of fantastic no, pictures from that investigation and all kinds yeah. of just just everything down to like the location and everything so people can find it all mm. done very very well very classy looking too so i think that was all actually right. one of the first pieces of yours that i l- probably ever saw so that's when i was like oh yes. yeah brian brian knows his stuff this yeah. guy's not kidding I, to you, I and so. I like,
2: you know, we're in vermont we should try to you know yeah. see if we can get brian for an interview Definitely. and yeah, that, that, that was where cool. the idea spawned in was actually based yeah. off of that that blog piece so that's pretty awesome oh yeah
1: oh yeah and um yeah it's it was it's such a cool piece that i i enjoyed writing that piece so much because typically what i post in my blog is i'll post like oh the top 10 haunted locations in new york city or something like that and it's just it's historical facts and you know ghost stories and they are fun to read but this one it was like a personal experience that i got to write about and it it's just like Uh, So far, that's been probably my favorite thing I've written. It was just really fun to tell the story. And uh, there are a few things that happened that I did leave out, um, but I can't talk about it because they said bad words. Uh The ghost yelled at us.
0: Oh, You did mention this.
1: I did say that in my blog, but I didn't say all the words they said because it just wouldn't be
0: yeah that's fair that was was that the racist ghost you mentioned is this- there was a racist ghost, and there
1: was a sexist ghost uh oh. like for example uh yeah, the ghost of the original owner, so the story is that the original owners uh they were both very wealthy physicians uh that moved here from England, and that's why the stone was brought over from England, i guess kind of like a sentimental thing and um The house cost in today's equivalent, the equivalent of like 30 something million dollars, uh, to construct. Yeah. And so it took them six years to construct it six or seven years. And they lived in it for even less time than that because the, uh, the wife died mysteriously. And then a couple of weeks later, uh, the, I think his name was John Johnson. Uh, he, the husband, just packed his bags, moved away. Nobody ever saw him again. And the place went abandoned for a while until the next owners bought it. But, um, so there's some mystery as to what happened with the original couple that lived there. And so when we were asking questions, we set up a spirit box, uh, which is, it goes through radio frequencies and voices will sometimes come through and, um, we were asking like, you know, is there anyone here, uh, that wants to talk to us? And, uh, we got a voice. We had forgotten actually the guy's name, but several times the, the name John came through, uh, which John Johnson was the original owner. And we're like, who is that? And, uh, anyway, we were like, so why are you still here in the castle? And, uh, we got a response. All, All these responses were super intelligent. It, it, it was uncanny and the voice responded. It, it sounded like it said either because I love Sarah or because I lost Sarah. And, um, uh, and, and we asked like, why did you lose Sarah? I think was what we thought it said in a response immediately came through saying she doesn't love me.
2: Mm. And
1: then we didn't ask it any more questions, but it started saying slurs about women, uh, oh bad words uh the worst words you can think of and it made it it made us really uncomfortable and uh so there were four of us in the room at the time both of the women in the room felt dizzy and nauseous and had to leave and um yeah and we had actually done an experiment that night where we had we had a group of nine people we broke up into two separate groups and uh did not communicate with each other the entire time and then the second group came into that exact room and uh one of uh my friend matt and one of the other women felt nauseous the same way and um i think that's when they said they picked up uh some slang term some racist slang coming through there Mm. um It was Mm. an old, it was an old racist word, uh, that isn't in use anymore, but I still won't say it just, you know, I don't want to risk it. Um, Out
2: of respect. Yeah,
1: that's fair. And out of respect. True. Because it's a, it's a common last name. I'll just say that. Um, so. Well, it was interesting. And, um, and I had some experiences where we did, uh, we tried to do the Estes method, which is where you wear a blindfold and they, um. Put headphones over you. So basically, I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear what anyone was asking me. And uh, in the headphones, I kept hearing that same racist word over and over again. And uh, I, I said to the group, I was like, I don't want to say this word. This is making me uncomfortable. And then I said the letter that the word began with, and I just took the headphones off, and I was like, "I'm done." Um, Because at one point it seemed like the ghosts were kind of messing with us. Because after the guy found out we didn't know who John Johnson was, he kind of started messing with us. Like we -hmm. would get, we would be like, "Who?" So who is John Johnson? And we get a voice saying, "The devil," and uh, and another voice saying, "I want scrambled eggs," and just like weird stuff. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And um, the thing about the, so I understand a lot of people are skeptical of the spirit box and I kind of can be too, uh, because it uses radio frequencies. So you could be picking up a transmission from a nearby radio station. But in my head, I'm like, what radio station would say that? Mm-hmm. this amount of abs- like what is this the jerry springer show coming through and <laughs> they just didn't bleep <laughs> the unbleep
0: jerry springer show oh god yeah <laughs> I, was, jerry
2: springer.
1: I was like what and is Howard going Churchill. through yeah and um and so one thing one of the guys in our group does his name is matt and uh he was the guy that invited me along i actually met him on twitter and And we ended up becoming friends because he invited me to go on this ghost hunt, which was really cool. Um, But one thing he does when he gets a lot of weird stuff on the spirit box like that is you can actually go to the FCC website and uh, they'll either have the transcripts uh, of everything that was playing on the radio at that time or you can request them. I forget which it is because I haven't done it myself. This is this is literally my first paranormal investigation. So I was kind of just along for the ride. But I guess that's something that he verifies every time that it wasn't something. None of those words were playing on the radio that night.
2: That's pretty interesting that it, you know, you're able yeah. to do that. Um, very yeah. wise of him to also check that.
1: Yes. FCC is the Federal Communication Commission. Commission. Yeah. Yeah. And they're the ones that are responsible for like regulating your internet and fair usage of phone stuff, all kinds of stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. that's one of the things they do is the radio uh, broadcasts and they keep track of all that.
2: So, wow. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I've just got one more question for you. And sure. uh, my, my question is you are practicing um, right. of sorts and you sure. and I have talked a little bit about this, but yeah. uh, I find that your practice is extremely interesting. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Mm, kind of. Um, I if you're not comfortable, will...
2: that's totally fair. You don't have to spill uh, the beans.
1: Well, I mean, if you don't think it would affect...
2: Uh... No, I don't think it would affect anything. Okay, Most well... of our listeners are very open-minded people. And, um, yeah, I've... Our podcast people... is always about opening um, the eyes to people who yeah. may... Looked at something in that way.
1: Right. Okay. So, um, all right. So yeah, I started uh, becoming interested in paganism, which is just, you know, kind of the old ways, if you want to think of it, you know, when people were more in tune with using nature for their, their stuff and that was always really interesting to me and uh reading about the philosophy of you know paganism and uh wiccan philosophy of you know as long as you're not hurting anyone just do what makes you happy and um a lot of stuff like that i had kind of already believed and and that's how i got into that and um i guess uh i i was brought up uh, uh catholic so those three belief systems i guess you could say have all kind of manifested themselves in my spirituality mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people uh i i once joined a, a group of which a witchcraft discord server online and um people that uh, they kicked me out of the group when they found out that uh i was you know kind of a not really a Christian. Cause honestly I'd be kicked out of a Christian church as well. Um, but a lot of people who practice witchcraft, they feel that, um, since they were persecuted by Catholics, that Catholics are the enemy. And, uh, so in my spirituality, I take an equal portion, I think from, uh, paganism, Catholic mythology and, um, and witchcraft. And, uh, my, uh, my roots go back to uh, Norse mythology as well, so like I don't, I don't really do much with the Norse pantheon. Uh, but I do. I love runes and sigils, and like for example, in that sigil workshop, like if I were to make my own, I'd probably use some type of Norse rune. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's kind of uh, a little bit about, you know, me as a pagan. And uh, if you look into paganism, it's all it's a very open religion. So um, in my opinion, all those things can kind of fit together. And um, if you look, do I want to talk about the Bible here?
0: I mean, we're not going to say. No. <laughs> I
2: mean, we're not going to say no. I mean, we, we've we had a well, a couple of very interesting uh, <laughs> conversations in regards to Christianity and the Bible and all that. Not that conversation. Right. Those who are listening, they they were just very open conversations about us right. uh, being open yeah. to all aspects of it.
1: Right, and it's like, um, yeah, I try and be open. You know, people who people think that it's like if you practice witchcraft you're in innately against you know uh, Ju- uh judaism christianity all those other types uh and if you're one of those you're innately against witchcraft because it's associated with devil worship and stuff like that but um i i find it kind of the opposite and for me um when i Okay, so what I was gonna say about the Bible, uh, first off, if you really read it and look at it, um, the Bible does kind of mention people practicing magic. And you know, Definitely. Jesus was a healer, he was like a prophet. And uh, in I think my
2: opinion, shaman, to be fair.
1: Yes, I I have often wondered if or you one know,
2: of the shamans, I should say.
1: Yeah, like something like that, because um yeah it's just it It makes sense uh that he would have been some type of herbalist maybe you know they talk about him curing the blind it's like maybe he knew about i'm trying to think what it could be but like you know there's we have superfoods these days that you know go back to ancient you know china and whatever and in you know to a uh, civilization you know based in the middle east that maybe hadn't ever been introduced to that before it could have looked like magic to them um stuff like that so i don't i don't even think that per se magic is against the bible or against god it's uh it depends how you use it i feel which is something that you know, witchcraft always talks about is your intent behind okay. what you're doing. Like, if you're intending to hurt somebody, then yes, it's bad. Well, gray magic. I don't. I don't want to get that in depth. But <laughs> no, <sure>.
2: in general. <laughs> Not. We won't go down that, that rabbit hole. But it was interesting mm-hmm. um, for those who are listening. It that Brian and I got onto this topic because on yeah. I think it was the podcast, maybe or after show it was or in chat. It was a chat. Yeah, I I was talking about a book that I've been reading that's called Backwoods Witchcraft and it's Contra Magic of Appalachia. And Mm -hmm. they are the author, Jake Richards, opens basically the reader's eyes to the fact that there is more than just the pagan deities, you know, the different pantheons and all that, because the people of Appalachia didn't worship them. They worshipped god jesus yeah. and right. so they classified themselves essentially as the christian witches they still practice witchcraft mm-hmm. but they still went to church every sunday and did all of that and they were healers and th- they yeah. did it all in the ways of jesus so right it was interesting to hear that i want to read that That sounds that. so cool so, oh it's such a good book so good so so yeah good. um <laughs> but you know i i like I guess your, your Discord people, the, the Discord people that you had worked with before, I was of the that yeah. kind of pre-taught mindset as well, that, you know, Christianity mm-hmm. and paganism can't sit in the same room, let alone be in the same kind of religious book with each other. They can't do that. And then I read right. this book by Jake Richards, and... Now mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe that it doesn't matter what deity you worship. It doesn't matter what you right. do, as long as you you are helping humanity and you're doing whatever it is mm-hmm. that you do with the best in, of intents. Who cares? Right. <laughs> yes. So and a lot
1: of people, I think, also don't realize uh, that Christianity has a rather large pantheon of quote unquote deities in the form mm-hmm. of the archangels, the like. Yes, and the saints. Yes, like a lot of people will uh, pray to Archangel Michael for strength. Uh, or <laughs> there's one you can pray to if you lost something. I think Saint Anthony is the patron of finding lost stuff. It's like yeah, lost souls.
2: You, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. If you look hard enough, there's for those who are more familiar with witchcraft from a pagan's persp- a pa- not pagans a pagan perspective. It's like. Um, you know, you have your pantheon that makes sense to you. So I'll use Norse as an example. You might call on like Thor and Odin, but you know, Christianity is similar. You can call on simil, uh, similar, similar um, avatars and deities and aspects, and um, I think, I think in a lot of ways it can be equally powerful because for me it's just you know when I hear Psalm, Psalm the though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil that, I mean, I got chills just from saying it. So to me, that symbology, uh, symbolism is very powerful to me. Uh, and in my magic and rituals, um, that's why I call on the Christian pantheon as opposed to the Norse pantheon, because while some people, they, you know, they'll feel that same thing when they call upon Odin uh, uh-huh. you know, the All Father to watch over them and to bless them. It's the same thing, and um, there's a lot of similarities that people, you know, people have classified them as two different beasts. But honestly, they're they're not that different. And I don't want to offend anyone by saying that because if you perceive, it's all about perspective too, honestly. And uh, you know, if you're not open to uh, paganism and stuff like that, then it's like, it's fine. But, um, you know, just know that the people that you fear and criticize as, you know, being devil worshipers, they actually have a lot in common with you. If you're truly following the Bible and you truly want to do good in, in the world, you know?
0: Well Mm -hmm. said. Absolutely. Very well said. We did a very brief. I'm never sure. I'm just like, oh, I'm scared. Or is anyone going to yell at me? No. Well, <laughs> no. I, here's the thing. If anyone yells at you for preaching that we all need to do better and like fix humanity, <laughs> I mean, whoever's against that, like that, that yeah. I don't care what your background is, and I I don't want to use the word evil even loosely, but like, yeah, right. if you're working against the betterment of humanity by definition, I don't care what right. your flag is. That's an evil act. So, like you said, <laughs> yeah. good intent. Is is good action yeah. sort of um thing, which is yeah, it's the it's the tenant mm. of of all this sort of stuff. And I think what you said is really echoed Pagan um and I in mm. those workshops, you the the sigil one you were there yeah. for, we right. as well were very questioning and touchy with the waters there for a minute, especially when yeah. I was trying to talk to people about how sigils mm. and symbology is very much a Christian thing. I mean, that's what the cross mm-hmm. is, like that you are invoking mm-hmm. an yes, image perfect. And and as I said mm-hmm. there, you know, if, if you show this to anyone that's not Christian, they wouldn't get it. They, why why is there a right. bleeding man on the thing? But it's the intent <laughs> that you have behind right. it because that to a Christian better. that's not yeah. the same. So it's yeah, you, you Yeah. It's all very interlinked, pardon me. It's all very interlinked. Um, people of, of all various religions use many of these things that at first you'd be quick to shun candle magic was the other yeah. one right and but in, in mm-hmm. christianity lighting a candle for uh someone that's right. departed it's it's a very yeah. thoughtful act that's a very mm. kind gesture um so yeah right. i guess we all need to see the similarities more in what everyone's doing and and trying to put that good mm. out there
1: And uh, what is it in Chinese or Japanese culture? They light the lanterns to commemorate the dead? Yeah, they. they
2: um, I I think to send the souls on. Now, any of our listeners out there, if you're a practicer, uh, these kind of cultural things, please correct us because I honestly am not 100% sure. I I believe it's to send the souls on to the afterlife. Don't quote me, but I think that's the case. Uh, But yes, yes, same kind of concept.
1: Right. And with lighting a candle uh, or incense, uh, the symbolism there is that it's, it's thought to carry your intention and your thoughts to heaven or above, you know, to, mm-hmm. yeah, to the gods or whatever, as, as the smoke rises, it takes your energy with it. And that's how you that's how it gets to the gods or to God or whatever you um, want to believe.
2: And there's so, no saying that you can't, you know, just say a prayer, or, you know, speak mm-hmm. some thoughts or anything to your deities. We're not right. saying that that's not still a valid form of communication in mm-hmm. um, paganism lighting the candles or lighting the incense or doing any sort of ritual type thing that you right. see there um, it just kind of adds a little oomph to that and kind of I guess you could say puts it at the front of the line so right. you know whatever whatever it is if you're interested in those you can definitely check out um, our workshops I believe the Candle Magic one and the Sigil yeah. one are oh, is probably. the Sigil
0: one on Patreon? Come. Um, I think it, it will be. Magic? I think it comes this week I don't remember actually. I have to go back and look. Oh no, <laughs> sigil is not just candle magic. Actually, kind of thing. Just candle magic. Yeah. So if you're interested
2: mm-hmm. in the candle magic one, you can head over to our Patreon yeah. and check that out. And mm-hmm. so, so yeah, that's one of the other great bonus things that you get when you subscribe. So, um, yeah, um, you I think I'm, I'm good with all my questions. Do you have any more questions? No,
0: I am. I am all up on questions for Brian because I get to okay. to pick his brain every Tuesday. You guys, I, <laughs> I we're going to keep hammering it home but um that that is what's going on so ghostquest.net everyone got to go over there got to give uh brian also a follow on twitter where else are you active Brian? you got your youtube going on what else
1: right yeah definitely so follow me on facebook uh ghostquest.net, twitter slash ghost underscore usa uh instagram slash ghostquest.net uh reddit uh uh, it's the r slash ghost quest uh i also post a lot of my pictures on pinterest with the ghost story attached to it and uh, a lot of time my website doesn't have pictures on it what's that i saw one of your pens the other day oh nice yeah. Do you like it? I, I
2: spend too much time on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did you? I, like
1: yeah, I do too nowadays. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I post pictures that aren't always included on my site there because uh, when I'm doing the huge list, I don't always have room for pictures. But then mm-hmm. when I go and I do my city list, I do. So like, you get some of them on my website, but you definitely get more on Pinterest. Uh, and then I'm also on Tumblr. Uh, I post all my ghost stories on there. And you can also find me on YouTube uh, channel slash Ghost Quest USA. And uh, one last thing is uh, also if you go to my website, I have a monthly newsletter that I do, ghostquest.net slash newsletter. You can keep up with all my goings on. And uh, when you do, you will get a free copy of my top five American monsters ebook, uh, where I talk about Sasquatch and the Lake Champlain monster. Uh, I do a story about Wendigos, uh, the Mothman. Yeah, so definitely sign up, get that free book, uh, or you can buy it on Amazon for a buck. But you know, if it were me, I'm a, I'm a cheapo. So
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, everyone Maybe out you there.
1: Subscribe after too. I mean, well, it doesn't matter. No, you
0: can't. No, you can't. You must stay subscribed, oh, everyone I'll out there. I'm I'm mandating it. If you won't, I will. You must stay subscribed. Okay. Please, please, please go I'll check work. out all of Brian's stuff. He's he's doing us an amazing favor yeah. by coming by and, and helping out so much with the show. So, Brian, thank yeah. you. This was a great way to I hope welcome thank you, you aboard to all of our listeners here. Right. A little, a little less formal than we might do for a traditional interview, but I say all the better sure. because we already hang out so much and shoot the shit, right. so why yeah, make sorry, it something fake? Yeah, I wasn't even thinking that,
1: honestly, uh, to try and be more formal. But, no. um...
2: Oh, you're totally fine. We, we, we enjoyed getting to know you a little <laughs> bit more, and um, hopefully our Thanks. listeners got to enjoy getting to know you as well and learning all the cool stuff that they did. Uh, yeah. So... On that note, I would like to say thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to working with you more on Tuesdays and seeing you all over uh, the stuff that we get to do. So,
0: Indeed. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. And if you guys out there have not already, that is twitch.tv forward slash Revelator Paranormal. Drop that follow Tuesday through Friday, noon Eastern time. Catch Brian, me, and Pagan. Thank you all for subscribing, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, see you there. Bye-bye.